Right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher with Yes and Amen You. And we're back again. I know we missed a few lessons. We've been busy ramping up. And uh, we thank God for all listeners and for the opportunity to learn. So can you see my screen, guys? <clears throat> okay, so uh, good. All right. So we are going to ask Iani to open us up in prayer this morning. Lord, thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, we pray for coverage over dad and over us. Lord, we give thanks to everything that you've done for us and everything that you will do for us in the future. And Lord, we magnify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, all right. All right, so we have a great lesson today. We're going to share about the Gospel of Luke on today. And so Luke is a um, is a uh, I already said it a gospel, and so it's one of the books that's uh, uh, synonymous with the gospel message. And so Luke is a physician. Uh, amen. He is a uh, doctor. And so he is a meticulous writer, and he writes about details that normally other people miss. All right? And so today we want to give you a overview, amen, of the understanding of the Gospel of Luke. Not only that, we want to expose you, the student, to the unique narrative and details that Luke's that Luke shares, right? And I mentioned about him being a physician, so he's very unique in his approach and his perspective in writing. And then we want to inspire you, the students, to follow in the follow Jesus in the new ways. And so we'll share about godliness about habits, about knowledge, and about uh, word of God. Okay, so Luke, let's go here and take a look. Luke 4 and 8. So Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. All right. Luke 4 and 8 says, worship. Okay. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Again, Luke 4 and 8. Jesus answered, it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him Dad. only. Not yet. One more time. It is written. I can't see your screen. You can't see the screen? No. Uh-oh. Is it because it's not there or is it blurry? It's not there. I can just see your camera. Here's my camera. Okay. Do you see the screen now? Yes. All right. Is that better? Sorry about that. All right. So Luke 4 and 8, Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
again, Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. All right, so Luke 4 and 8, uh, repeat after me. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. It is written. It is written. Worship the Lord your God. Worship the, Lord, the your God. Lord your God. And serve him only. And serve, and him, serve only. him only. Okay. All right. So let's take a look. All right. Yanni already read. Okay, let's go here and dig in. And so Luke uses some insight into how Jesus prepared for ministry. Okay. And so here, let's read this. Um, all right. Uh, sorry about that. Jesus uh, ministry was starting here. And so uh, Derek, could you read this uh, for me? Luke 3, 21 through 23. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in, body, in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli. Heli. Okay, okay. So here we see that Jesus, okay, uh, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. So he's he's going to get baptized by John the Baptist here, okay? And so we see that, that uh, as he prays, the dove, or heaven opens up, the Holy Spirit descends down on him bodily as a dove and a voice from heaven that says, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. All right, let's take a look at these questions here. So, Jesus is perfect and without sin. Why do you think he was baptized? What do you think, Yanni? Maybe he had to repent from his sins. Okay. So he had to repent from his sins. <laughs> but it says he was perfect and without sin. He probably got baptized to show others. Okay. To show that others. There's nothing to be scared of. Okay. Okay. What What do you think, Derek? I believe so. You believe so? Um, maybe he just did to show, even though he has no sin, it is still important to be baptized so that you can be closer and cleansed with the Lord. Okay, okay. So, so, all right. So, all right, all right. Those are some good points both of you make. Let's see what, let's see what, uh, let's see what's in here. Okay, so, uh, it says here, right, and, and he was making the beginning marking marking the beginning of his ministry he was setting an example he was surrendering to the will of the father okay so he made a statement here and, and so you you guys are uh 
your rationale for what you're sharing so that everyone could see um and, and to to also institute baptism right because you guys were baptized right the main point Correct. was fulfillment of scripture and it marked the beginning of his ministry right and it let the father know i acknowledge my call i acknowledge right and so in baptism it's very important that you acknowledge that you have heard the voice of god speak to you concerning salvation in jesus christ okay so what happens when jesus is baptized derek what happens something He's opens up again? Huh? oh the he heavens open up okay the, the heavens open up all right anything else yanni no was in there a voice from heaven oh god okay so so god speaks and okay the heavens open up okay god speaks but what happens before god speaks what happens rain rain we're about the holy spirit the holy spirit descends down like a the scripture says like a dove right Right. All right. Okay. Okay. So there's also a voice. A voice from heaven said what? What did the voice say? All right, I heard somebody say, this, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So the Holy Spirit, so the heavens open up, the Holy Spirit descends down upon Jesus. And then in the heavens, a voice is heard. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. All right? Any questions okay. about that? No. Any questions about that? No. Yes, no, maybe so. How old was Jesus when this happened? 30. How old do you think he was? He was 30? About 30. Okay, good. So why do you think he waited until this time to begin his ministry? Why, what do you think? Maybe God told him to. Okay, maybe God told him to. Anything else? No. Okay. There's no right or wrong answer to this, but it is a good question to get the students thinking a little different. So how would you, how would an action like baptism help prepare Jesus for ministry? What do you think? Hmm. Um. 
Well, um, I th it'll probably help him as in, um, give him confidence. Uh, okay, some, some confidence. Some, something similar to confidence. Um, Something similar to confidence. Support. Support. What else? Christ. Okay, Christ. Anything else? Not that I can think of. Hmm? Not that I can think of. Okay, give me a second. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Okay, so let's take a look at that. So it sets him apart. Okay, sets him apart. Gives him a public platform and makes him, makes his authority from the father known. So now, right? And, and so conversely or similarly, when we go and get baptized, it sets us apart from the world system. And what the world is doing, we're, we're saying, hey, I acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. And just as Jesus was baptized, I'm going to get baptized, right? So that sets me apart from the regular society. Not only that, it's a public platform where people will see you. All right? And then we do it out of trust. And that we receive the full benefit of Christ's uh, followers and believers in God. Okay. Okay. After his baptism, Jesus is led to another place of preparation. Let's read about it. Right. He he goes he goes somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. So okay. Okay, so Yanni, you'll read uh, verses uh, one through six, and then Derek, you'll read uh, uh, seven through 13, okay, of Luke 4, one through 13. Are you ready, Yanni? Yes. Okay. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Holy by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the, all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, I will give you all their authority. And Wait, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up right there. So, so he was led up and, and the devil led him uh, up to the high place. That's, that's, and, and he said, what? He said, I'm going to show you all. The, he said, what? I'm going to give you all this and the authority and the splendor. Okay, go ahead, Yanni. It has been given to me and I give it to you, to anyone I want to. Okay. So he said, The devil says, hey, all this is mine, and I'm going to give it to anybody that I want to. Okay, so the devil 
is telling the half truth, but he's really putting them, trying to put Christ in a position to deceive him, right? And so what does what happens, Derek, at seven? Um, Go ahead and read that. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this temptation, all this tempting, he left him until an up opportune, opportune, opportune time, Oppor, opportune time. Okay, uh, so when the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time but jesus answered back and what did he say and it said do not put the lord your god to the test right and yeah. the king james version says do not tempt uh the lord thy god okay so so uh the devil was trying to get him to jump and and kill himself he, he used a trick or deceptive measure to come against him. And what did Jesus say? He said, hey, do not tempt the Lord, you're a God, right? Do not test to the test, right? Yes. All right. So after its baptism, Yanni, Jesus is filled full of what? What is he full of? Yanni, what's he full of? Is it uh, burgers and fries? He's full of the Holy Spirit. He's full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, he endures 40 days of testing from the devil. What are his temptations? What does he tempt them with, Derek? Um, uh, like, it, if your God is there with you, uh, tell... Um, Tell him to turn the stone into bread. Okay. Um, if your God is with you, then jump off this cliff, and okay. surely his angels will come down in one hand to catch you. Yes. And other stuff. Yes. Okay. All right, so he turned the bread, right? And we turned the bread, uh, turned the stone to bread, and also to worship Satan for power, right? So Jesus already had the power, and so Satan wanted him to worship him. That was a deceptive measure to deceive Right. And we see people in the world today worshiping Satan and uh, for power and all of that. And that's all false, guys. And when I say it's false, it's real for the people. But ultimately, the end thereof is 
a eternal death, okay? Eternal death. And so, you know, and also to throw himself off the temple, right? Kill himself. Just the enemy, just all kind of crazy stuff. So how does Jesus with each, how does Jesus with each of these temptations, how does he work it out or, or what's up? How does he do? How, how does he, how does Jesus work out each of these temptations? What did he, what does he use? He, does he use his own wit? Yes. Did he, or did he use something else? What about the Bible? He used scripture, right? Oh, yeah, he used the Bible. He, he used God's word against him. That's, that's why it's so important that we have Bible study. That's a, so important that you read your word daily, right? Huh? You don't want to be tempted by Satan, or you don't want to be... Are you guys still there? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. You don't want Satan to tempt you and you're out of the will of God, right? So you use scripture, right? And you refuse to do what Satan asks, right? So uh, why do you think Satan chooses these three temptations in particular? Why do you think those are used? Right? He was he was on a 40-day fast. So Jesus, uh, he wanted him to turn the stones into bread, right? So he was in the wilderness for 40 days, right? The the food would have been a temptation. It would have been a barrier that he had to, a spiritual barrier that he had to fight through. With the power and the authority, it was the area of temptation. Jesus already knows and knew that through God, all power had been granted to him. So the enemy was trying to use that the the lust of power against him, and then throw yourself against the rocks. It was an area to tempt God, right, or to anger God, so to speak. Right, he says we can't be sure, but he seems to be taking advantage of where Jesus might be vulnerable, right? His hunger, for instance, right? <clears throat> so do you think it is sufficient that Jesus is tempted immediately following his baptism? Significant, excuse me. Significant. Do you think this is significant? What do you think? Probably. Probably. How so? It's just a question. There's no, not necessarily a right or wrong answer. Well, hmm. If you really all the things that he does and all the things that he says, it's, it usually would most likely lead up to his 
Lead up to his what? What's the word? Um. Oh, yeah, baptism. Okay. I would mostly say it's because of what he believes in and what he knows and how he obeys. That's most likely why it led up to that baptism. Okay, okay. So... So I'll share with you guys something today that happened. And and I'm not saying that Satan kind of got in the way, but today I went to visit the church. And when I went there, I went through and I met three people, right? Three, four people. And so I had my water cup with me, right? And so you guys know living in Arizona, right we we can take these into church or whatever and so when i got to the fourth person after the visitor station hey how you doing Mimi? good the guy told me right and and the spirit of god nudged in me after i filled out the visitor's request and the spirit of god said to me says, you see the sign over there that says no food and no drink, right? And so when I turned, I saw it, and I was going to go into the, the sanctuary, but the Spirit of God spoke to me. But I says, this is water, and we usually go into the church with our water flask, right? And so an individual came to me, he says, well, I, I hate to inform you, but we don't allow, you know, food and drink in the in the sanctuary. And so, um, you know, he said, I, I don't want to ask you to take that to your car. But since this is your first time, he said, well, you know, I'll, I'll let you bring it in. Right. And then the, the spirit of God, you know, I and he said, but I'll let you take it in. And so the spirit of God let me know. He says, voluntarily take it back to the car, right? And, and so what I told him was, I says, hey, I'm going to take it back to the car because I don't want you to get the speech later. I don't, I don't want anyone to deal with you about this protocol area uh, um, and about you know, so I took it to the car. Now, initially, I felt kind of different or some kind of way about it. But those were my feelings. Those were my feelings. And, and you know, God let me know. He says, well, don't be offended. You know, walk in forgiveness, walk in wisdom. And so I took the, took the, uh, my flask back to the car. And then God spoke to my heart. He said, there's a word for you today and you need to receive that word. And so don't be upset and don't let that divert you, right? Don't let the attack of Satan hinder you or steal your joy, right? So that person, they were just doing their job or what they felt was their job, you know, and, and I said, you know, I'm going to share this with the pastor there and let him know, and and they should have a cubby for visitors that come, and and I met four people, why didn't the first person tell me? So all those natural things were going through my mind, but God spoke to me, says, he says, get over it and push through it, and, and get your mind and your spirit focused on the word of God. And that's what I did. I, I, I got over it and I got through it. Okay. And so sometimes in life, people will say things to you and we don't necessarily need to take it and internalize it or make it personal, but we have to focus in on the thing or the item 
that God wants us to draw from it and not our personal experience or past experience. Okay, so that was a bit wordy there. And so, all right, so how is this temptation and time in the wilderness preparation for Jesus's ministry? How do you think that prepared him? And you can use my example uh, that I share because it's a real example, right? I was new to the church that I went to today. Uh, a friend of mine in Arizona told me, he says, when you're in Augusta, he said, go by my father's church and check him out. And so today I was a guest visiting the church based on the pastor there, his son, who lives in Arizona, who's from Augusta. And so what if I would have like made a big deal out of it and I would have said, hey, I don't feel that I was right or whatever, right? Right? And so so I had to I had to listen to the spirit of God and I had to not allow it to be about me personally, but I had to trust God on today. Okay. All right. Any questions about that? All right. No. He says here, he will face constant opposition and the things Satan is trying to get him to do. Embrace power, indulge in physical needs, right? Are things that he'll have to resist while on the earth, right? And so when the guy approached me, right, it, it could have been a power struggle, right? It could have set a whole course of things that were necessary. And I would have missed the vitalness of the word of God, okay? I would have missed the message on today that God needed me to hear, okay? And it's, and it's, going to contribute to my household, to my family, right? And my ministry and my personal and my personal perspective on who I am. And and the message was you don't have to share everything that's on your mind with everyone. Okay? And 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 so um uh, with prayer and temperance, and I'm paraphrasing the message, share to build and not to tear down, right? And so so I, I think in our household and in our family, right, we, we have challenges working through those things. And, and you guys can see that. Uh, is it necessary to share everything that's on your mind? It's not really. Only if God impresses it upon your heart to share. Some things we release into the atmosphere, we release into people, then people feel bad, right? And that was the whole message on today. And I'm grateful because I need to hear that. So, but anyway, all right, let's move to the next thing. Now, I'll stay there for a minute. And so, the very next verse for Luke 4 and 14 says that Jesus returns to Galilee and word spreads about him. He is full of the spirit. His ministry begins. He is prepared. Okay. And so Jesus rejected at Nazareth, okay? And so I'm going to read this scripture right here so you guys don't have to. Okay, Luke 4 and 14 says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside, okay? But 
what about but what about us let's let's see here let's make it real so i don't know how much you think about your life in terms of being a ministry Derek and yanni and students out there whether you're doing a teaching ministry or in the five-fold ministry or anything else, you represent Christ and you are applying ministry principle because you're serving others. Others are watching you. Others are looking at your example that you are sharing with them. Okay? So, but in these two narratives we read about all the preparation necessary to serve Jesus faithfully. Okay, so let's look at surrender, right? Today, I had to surrender to the Holy Spirit, not to the instance at hand and be disrespectful or the custom of the house on today, even though I was thirsty and I really needed a drink, right? And, and I says, hey, they should have offered me a bottle of water, whatever. And so I had to reel it in and trust God because other people were watching me, right? And then when I didn't I didn't announce that I was a, a pastor or in ministry, right? And so somebody's going to look me up. They're going to say, oh, man, he, he's preaching the word of God. And he, and he went off like that or whatever, right? So, so I had to contain, and, and at that moment, at that moment, I couldn't, I, I couldn't share immediately what was on my mind, right? I, I may get that opportunity, but let's take a look here. And so Jesus preparing for the baptism, a beautiful symbol of surrender, right? So when you got baptized, you surrender to God everything you thought, everything, right, in your life. So it was a point of surrender and giving in. And so let's see here. Okay, Derek, we're going to read 2 Corinthians 11, 20. 3 through 29. So I want you to read, uh, let's see, 1, 2, okay, so read 20, 23 through, uh, let's see, to 20, 26. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to All right. Everybody still good? Can you still see? I am bored. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely. And severely. Severely. And been exposed to death again and again. Five times I have received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. All right, all right, all right. So this is Paul, if you didn't know, this is Paul talking about being a servant of God and through Jesus Christ in the areas where difficulty arose and he had to push through and he had to surrender to God. Okay, Yanni. 
Again, 
there might be a small area where it's not so clear or the coloration is a little bit different. And then I flip it to the top, right? It looks like it's all glittery and there's no striations. There's no carbon marks. There's nothing. Okay. And so God needs us when he's using us and and God can use you all, you and Yanni, Derek, Derek and Yanni, can use you for ministry right where you are at, among your peers, among your friends. And so you bring that perspective of seeing things from many vantage points. You have the Holy Spirit. You have God's perspective on the outcome of matters and you can share with your friends and and you can bring insight and other perspectives according to your inspiration from the holy spirit right that's why we pray in the morning uh before we go to school or before i let you guys off i you know i mean we talk about the hedge of protection we talk about favor uh and and etc Hey, and and so part of that is to set us up for the day and to to look at things from a totally different perspective. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll read this one. I got this script. I got this uh, text right here, so um, you guys can rest. Okay, John three and thirty. He must become greater. I must become less. Jesus and the will of God must become greater. I decrease, I decrease so that God can increase within me so that everything I do, everything that I apply lines up from the perspective of God, okay? It doesn't doesn't mean that you are a doormat or you have to be a doormat. Certain things, the Spirit of God will speak to you to speak out on. Other times, he'll say, remain silent. Don't say anything. This is not a good time right now or just wait. Okay, and so you got to be clued in. You got to be keyed in when the Spirit of God talks to you, okay? And so the biggest way surrender prepares us for ministry is it is our intentional emptying of ourselves so that God's Spirit can fill us up, right? If we have too much of me, me, and I, I, right? We got to empty that out and then invite the Spirit of God, Father God, inner dwell within me. Fill me with your essence. Fill me with your spirit so that I can go forward, right? And so surrender, all right? Next, you got to have the standard of the Word of God. The Word of God is your standard. The Word of God is your guide. Not, well, this is what I saw my mom do or my dad do. But what is it that by God's word, the word, so hardship will come in ministry. As Jesus was tempted, his temptation in the wilderness demonstrates that. He was alone. He was hungry. He was tempted. But he persevered. He pushed through. Okay? So, Having surrendered to the Father, it is his knowledge and trust in the word that allows him to continue in faithfulness. Okay, Yanni, um, you can read these uh, three verses right here. Uh, this is uh, Psalm uh, 1 through 3 and then Psalm 12. Psalm, I mean, excuse me, Psalm yeah, 1, 1 through 3, and then Psalm 12 and 6. 
Okay, we can't hear you, Yanni. Yanni? Yanni, we can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Dad, I can't see the screen. What about now? There's a pop-up, Father. You can't see the screen now? There's a pop-up in front of the screen. Oh, got you. You want me to read the whole thing? Yes, read the whole thing. Yeah, you switch back there. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day of the law day, day and, and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in the seasons in the season and who leave does not wither whatever they do prospers okay come on read that one too please And the words of the Lord are flawless like silver, purified in a crumble. Crucible. 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 Crucible like gold refined seven times. Okay. It's not about us. It's not about us. Okay, let's look at this. So what does the psalmist share about a wise person's attitude toward the word of God? Let's see. What does it say about the word of God? Blessed. Oh, I'm sorry. Derek, what does it say about the word of God? Blessed is the one who does not walk in steps with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of the mo of mockers. But whose delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night, the, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither, whatever they do prospers. Okay, okay, okay. It's not about us. So what does the Psalms share are some benefits regarding a close relationship with the word of God? What are some benefits, Yanni? Yeah, the indeed. words, it says that whatever they do prospers. Okay, whatever they do prospers. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. So how do you see ministry being more difficult if you don't have the foundation of God's word. How is it? How, how do you think it's going to be difficult? And trust me, it will be if you don't have God's word. Most likely, you'll fall into a lot of danger. Fall into a lot of danger. Okay. All right, yeah, definitely you'll be 
in areas of danger, in areas of temptation. Okay. Do you feel like your knowledge of God's word is such that you could quote it during times of temptation or trouble? That's, yes. that's where, okay, good. So I why, why not? Okay. So, so I have one scripture that I really say, and that, that's in, uh, I believe it's, <laughs> excuse me, Isaiah 54 and 17, right? Uh, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. Okay. So, so I want to challenge each one of you to grow in the knowledge of God's word. Okay. And so the word of God is critical because it helps to regenerate you. It helps to settle you. It gives you direction in your spirit. And it's a compass guided area that the Holy Ghost can speak to you and you confirm by his word, whatever the situation is, wherever you're at. Okay. All right. So, all right, I'm going to close this out in prayer and then we will be done. This is an awesome lesson. It was more applicable than I thought just because of my experience today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you because our household is lined up according to your word. We thank you that mother and father are having key communications to build our marriage and that we are coming to understanding about your will for our lives, that we decrease so that you, Father, so that you, Father, can increase. Lord God, and as the example of Jesus, Lord God, that, that as we were baptized <laughs> and we're working through things, we're working through situations, we're working through associations of situations according to the measure of your word, not our thoughts, not what someone told us, but what your spirit has placed within us as we read your word, as we pray, as we go forward in the things that you called us to do, Father God. So we thank you on today. We glorify you and we trust in your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, we want to take this time out to say thank you. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher with Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher with yes and amen you. Amen. God bless you on today, and we love you in the name of Jesus. <laughs>